Welcome back to the Dear Younger Me podcast. My name is Whitney and I am your host. Today's episode is Dear Younger Me. This is setting boundaries in the holiday season. So excited for today's episode, guys. This is actually going to be the last episode before the holidays and we'll start back up in January. But we're going to be talking about boundaries as we go home for the holidays. So this one is near and dear to my heart because it's something that I have struggled with really my entire life, but it's been particularly obvious since I moved from Ohio to Tennessee, um, since I moved out of my childhood home and started a new life with new relationships and new values and just all of the newness that comes with moving out and finding out who you are aside from your family. I remember years and years ago, um, one of my aunts told me, you know, loving your family from a distance. And that's been something that's been really real for me as I've gotten older and learned that, you know, my family and I, as much as I love them, there are some particular um, people and circumstances that I truly can't be around and, and be the healthy, most authentic version of myself. I have had to learn boundaries and, and what I can and can't handle. And and sometimes that doesn't always look like, you know, Whitney's implementing great boundaries, unfortunately. Um, it's something that I'm still learning, but it's one of those things where you have to give yourself grace because it's hard. It's hard to, you know, speak and act a certain way for so many years and that be the norm and then get out on your own and realize, oh, this isn't how people talk. This isn't how people treat each other. This isn't, you know, you're allowed to say how you feel and that be okay. And just learning healthy communication when you get out of a lifestyle that doesn't really function that way is is really hard, honestly. And, and we have to be able to give ourselves that grace. Um, so I want to say to anybody that's going home for the holidays and and you come from a dysfunctional family, um, you know, I'm right there with you. It's really, it is really hard, especially when you've been doing so much work. Um, and maybe you haven't started the work yet. And, and I highly recommend starting the work. I know it can be really overwhelming at first. Um, I know it was for me back in college when I first started going to therapy and started talking about, you know, my childhood. But let me just tell you that I'm seeing the benefits now. Um, At 28, it's going to be more and more obvious of what I did in my early 20s as the years go on and as I continue to go to therapy and learn more and and have a relationship with Jesus that um, just going to continue to grow. But I know that it can be overwhelming to want to start that process or even know how to start that process. Um, And I would love to spend an episode talking about that, how to find a therapist. There's so many options out there and you want to make sure you find the right fit too, which is really important. But yeah, for those of you that are going to therapy and, you know, maybe you moved out of your hometown like I did and you made new friends and you made brand new life, honestly, I really feel like living in Cincinnati and everything that happened there is just so an older version of me. I don't know how to describe it other than that. It feels like that person that lived there is a different version of me. And I think it's because the norm for me now is friendships with healthy communication, godly friendships, people that are chasing after the Lord, um, really positive people. And they've held me accountable for the way I'm acting, 
um, or lack thereof if I'm not being healthy. I mean, I've had so many good friends um, during my time here that have just been really pillars of what it means to be healthy and exemplify healthy communication and healthy relationships. So I'm super blessed. A topic I was actually talking about with my therapist earlier, because actually this is my last session with therapy before I go home for the holidays. And, you know, that can be really hard knowing that there's like going to be like two to three weeks of not going to therapy. And in the midst of going home, you know, not being able to access therapy. But, you know, if there's ever an emergency, I know that I can call my therapist. But it's just um, I want to go into these next few weeks with the holidays with all the tools I need. And one of those is the boundaries. I know for my personal self, my routine is really, really important. And sometimes going home, the routine gets really it's really easy to get off your routine and and mine is so beneficial to my mental health. And I've talked about this in the podcast, but exercise in the morning, I told you guys I'm a a. 5am girly exercise in the morning, prayer time with the Lord, um, being able to go to a coffee shop in the morning, um, eat breakfast, eat healthy meals. I mean, these are things that I have learned about myself that I need. And it's honestly just taking care of myself, just taking care of myself in a really, really great way. And sometimes going home, you get off that schedule, you get off that routine, and it can feel really overwhelming to stay on a routine when no one else around you is on that routine. So I have told myself that even though I'm going home, I'm going to be getting up early, I'm going to be going to the gym still, getting out of the house, doing the things that I know are essential to my well-being, to my mood, to how I show up for myself and for others. I just know that these things are so crucial to my most authentic, healthy self. So we're just going to jump right into a couple ways that you can help yourself this holiday season, setting boundaries. So the first one I want to talk about is just listening to yourself and how you're feeling. I think this is something that we all could be better about. Like when that voice in your head is like, I'm uncomfortable, this isn't what I want to do, whatever the case may be, just acknowledging that because it's really easy to be that people pleaser when you come from a family where you didn't have a voice, that part of you had to shut down, just kind of being more in tune with how you're feeling about certain situations. I know for me, coming from a family where, you know, my parents, my my mom and my stepdad, they're not together anymore. And there's a lot of people on my stepdad's side of the family that I don't even talk to anymore. It's it's really easy to want to please everybody and go everywhere during the holidays where you get invited to or you know you want to please your family something that you have to realize is that you know you don't live to please other people if you're feeling uncomfortable about a situation or going somewhere there's a reason for that and it's important i think to be in tune with that part of you i don't think you can show up the way that 
you know, you're made to show up if you're extremely uncomfortable in a situation. I don't think it serves anybody when you show up that way. I know for me, I used to go to things that I didn't want to go to and it was really hard to show up authentically. And then I came to a point where I was like, you know what, if I'm not my authentic self, if I can't be me here, then what am I doing here? So yeah, I just, I recommend that you take some time, even if it's before you go home to just figure out how you're feeling about everything. If you have to go to multiple events or no, you're invited to multiple events, not have to go because you don't have to go anywhere. If you're invited to multiple events and there's some where you're like, you know what? I haven't talked to these people in years. I'm not sure I am comfortable going or want to go. Just be real with yourself about how you're feeling and know that that's okay if you feel that way. Christmas is about the ultimate gift of love that God gave us, which is Jesus. And it's not about obligatory events or parties or presence or any of that. And I think the best way to serve the Lord in these really hard situations is just to pray for the people that you might have broken relationships with or no relationship at all or whatever the situation may be. Um, I don't think that there should be you know, animosity. I don't think there should be judgment in these situations. I think that if you're choosing not to go to a family event or choosing to be around certain people during this holiday season, that you should be praying and that you should be giving it to God. Um, God created you special. He created you uniquely. Um, And I think that you should be around people this holiday season that that know that about you and and that celebrate that about you. The next one I want to talk about is just learning when to say no and when to say yes. And this kind of goes with what we're talking about, about, you know, learning about yourself and what you need and what you want to do and, you know, all of these things that are really just helping you become empowered in this situation. Um, When you know yourself inside and out, it's really easy to say yes to the things you want to say yes to and no to the things you don't want to do. So practicing this beforehand, maybe making a list of things you want to do or you don't want to do, or just practicing saying no to things with a friend or your therapist or whoever and saying yes to things and getting comfortable with saying no. Because yes is a lot easier than no. We all know that. But when you don't want to do something, how important is it to be able to stand up for yourself, especially when it comes to boundaries? These are things that if we're not implementing them, we're giving other people the right to walk all over us. We're giving other people the right to treat us any way they want without us saying a word about it. Along with just listening to yourself, you know, identifying what you need during this season, I think is just really important. I know for me, I don't need to be running around to multiple different houses. That's not what brings me joy. That's not what I want this season to be about. I don't want it to be rushing around, um, especially to places that don't honor me and don't serve me. So I don't know what your season looks like. I don't know if you're invited to a bunch of holiday parties where you don't talk to anybody, but that's what it was like for me. I was invited to places where people never reached out and um, I just felt like 
You know, what's the point in seeing someone once a year out of obligation? So for me, it was about spending time with the people that I love and I care about. And yeah, I just, I had to identify that about myself a few years ago and, and I've implemented boundaries around if I do go somewhere else, you know, I only stay for this amount of time. Um, and then I'm back to my mother's house, which is where I spend a lot of my time during the holidays, um, which I absolutely love. Another tip is just communicating your boundaries clearly. So when they are developed, you know, when you think about them and you're listening to yourself and what you need, I think it's important to even write those down before you even communicate them. That way you you know that you're communicating clearly. You know what you need. There's no gray area. It's black and white about what you need and what you're going to do. That doesn't mean that there's not room for flexibility. Like for me, you know, I go into this season, like I'm going to spend this amount of time here and this amount of time here. But if, if I'm feeling comfortable, if I'm spending this amount of time here and I want to spend more time, that's totally fine. If I get in there in five minutes and I'm like, I got to go, then I got to go. You know, like boundaries are flexible, but I do think it's important when you communicate them that you've had some practice, that you are communicating clearly what you need. And, you know, that has room for shifting or whatever you need um, in that time. The other thing I wanted to talk about is just preparing for pushback, Um, preparing for the people that aren't going to like your boundaries or are going to write you off or get mad. This is something that I've dealt with a lot with boundaries, which is why it can be really hard sometimes to set them because you're thinking about what could go wrong. What's the worst thing that can happen though? The worst thing that can happen is someone doesn't accept your boundary. They're not going to abide by it. And then you know where you stand with that person. If you tell someone something and they consistently don't listen to you or they're consistently getting upset, even though you've reminded them multiple times of the boundary, that's when I think that it's kind of a personal preference whether you want to continue um, that relationship or not. And I know that sounds just really bold and blunt, but honestly, in my experience, I've learned that if someone doesn't accept your boundary or if they're unwilling to work with you, you know, what kind of person is that? What kind of, is that someone that you want to spend your time with? Um, Because you're essentially teaching people how to treat you um, and how you want to be treated with these boundaries. And if someone is not listening to that, I'm not so sure that they really care about your well-being um, and what you really need. We are going to talk a little bit about consistency with your boundaries next and how important that is, but also how hard it can be, um, especially if you come from a family where boundaries might not be taken seriously. When you come from a family that doesn't like to talk about their emotions, doesn't like to talk about their feelings, is fine yelling and screaming and calling names. When you start to implement boundaries where those things aren't acceptable anymore and you get pushback and you're called names or you're made fun of or whatever for your boundaries, it can be really hard to stay consistent with those because you know that 
these things might come up, names might be called, you might feel silly for even asking, um, and you just honestly feel vulnerable. It's really, it is a vulnerable thing to tell people what you need and what you want and, you know, not be called selfish or like, I remember the first time I ever talked about boundaries with one of my family members and they actually like laughed in my face and I was like, you know, why is it funny that how you're treating me doesn't make me feel good? I didn't understand that. Um, and I was like, this is how I need to be treated. Um, this is how I feel valued. And if you can't do that, like, we're going to have to figure something else out because, you know, how you're treating me, I, I physically, like, that. It's, it's not going to be happening anymore. And then with the consistency, I think it's really important to have consequences simply ending the conversation, leaving the room, hanging up the phone, those kinds of things are the consequences that will happen if people are consistently not respecting your boundaries or not listening to you. And then to wrap up, I really just want to go over a tool, a script you can use that will help you implement these boundaries. And that's going to be an I statement. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, specifically the boundaries one, which was one of my first episodes ever. So an I statement is a style of communication that focuses on the feelings or beliefs of the speaker rather than the thoughts and characteristics that the speaker attributes to the listener. So simply put, this is helping your communication style to come across as less accusatory and more just coming from how you're feeling, which is really hard for someone that's listening, the person that you're talking to, to get defensive when you're just stating how you feel. Now, on the other hand, the unhealthy communication is the you statements. So these are accusatory. These will get people defensive and that's what you want to avoid. A really good book that I read years ago and that my therapist reminded me of today actually is the book Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And there's a quote in this book that says, boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for gives me freedom. Taking responsibility for my life opens up many different options. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad out. Setting boundaries inevitably involves taking responsibility for your choices. You are the one who makes them. You are the one who must live with their consequences. And you are the one who may be keeping yourself from making the choices you could be happy with. We must own our own thoughts and clarify distorted thinking. So I actually am going to read that book again because it's so good and I read it years ago. Um, But if you have never read it and you're interested in this whole boundaries thing, I highly recommend it. Um, I remember the first time I ever read it, it changed my life. Um, I think I could use it in my weekly Um, day-to-day life. So I think I'm going to be purchasing it again off Amazon um, because there's so many examples in that book about implementing boundaries and how to do it and step-by-step. And so if you're interested, I highly recommend it. 
otherwise, this is the end of the episode. So I'm so glad uh, I was able to spend this time with you guys today. If you have any questions or you have situations that you need help with, I would love to hear from you guys in my DMs. Um, I know that a lot of you have told me, you know, you really love the podcast and I'm so happy, but sometimes it's like, I just want to make sure that I'm doing the things that are helpful to you guys. And I know this episode is something that a lot of people will, will, will benefit from because, you know, no family is perfect and we need boundaries even in dis, you know, even in functional families, even in families that don't have a lot of problems because we just need boundaries as human beings. But I just want you guys to know that I'm here for all of you and I'm so grateful um, that you listen to my story and my, um, my journey and just the advice that I have to give um, on these topics that are just so near and dear to my heart. I love you guys, and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And just remember that Jesus is the reason for the season, you know, going home and spending time with family and just loving on one another is the best way to give glory to God. So whatever that looks like for you, I just pray that the Lord blesses you and your family during this holiday season. And yeah, I hope you guys have a joyful, restful season with your families. I love you all. We'll see you next time.